What can the Vikings do to keep up with the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday? Is there anything? Let's just ask Chris Clark of Locked On Chiefs. It's Crossover Thursday. You liked it on three, one, two, three. You, like you are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Vikings fans? What's going on, Chiefs fans? It's crossover Thursday for the Vikings-Chiefs matchup coming up this Sunday. My name is Luke Braun. Hello to Chiefs fans, and hello, of course, to my Locked On Vikings everydayers. I'm here with Chris Clark at Chris Clark NFL. He does Locked On Chiefs, and we're here to talk about this upcoming Vikings-Chiefs showdown, uh, ostensibly the next time that Taylor Swift will be in U.S. Bank Stadium, probably first time coming <laughs> not as a performer. <laughs> Yeah, I, we'll I, I see. Feel like, is that? Are you sick of talking about that yet? <laughs> yeah, talking he about it, hearing eyes. about it. Like, I, I get it. I get it's a story for like the entire world, but I'm tired of like looking for Chiefs information and and half of it being about Taylor Swift and yeah. yeah. So well, it's let's, a little much. Th- there's not much that I think we can add for for listeners uh, about that, unless you want to go do some. Uh, <laughs> if you want to go no, do some I'm good. Travis Kelsey things on uh prize picks, which is the sponsor of today's crossover episode, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports, go to prizepickscom slash locked on NFL. You can use uh locked on NFL code, all lowercase L O C K E D O N uh, N F L for a first deposit match up to $100. Um, here's the thing though. What is the deal with the Chiefs right now? Because it has not been your classic Chiefs blowing everybody to smithereens with the exception of the Bears. It's been kind of dicey around uh, Kansas City. Is this a a softer Chiefs, Chiefs team, a weaker Chiefs team than we've seen in the past? Or has it just been a couple of off days and they're going to come in and hang 45 on us? You know, I wish I could tell you that I felt like they were going to come in and hang 45 on you. I don't know that I can say that with the way they've been playing so far. The one thing I will say, and I think the big story about Kansas City right now, is that they don't know who they are as an offense. They, they're they not there yet. Uh, you know, I, I actually wrote about this. Uh, when you look at Mahomes versus 2022, when, when he won the MVP versus this year, his numbers are very similar. He's got a couple more picks this year, and he has a few less touchdowns. But you look at yardage, it's within 100 yards. You look at completion percentage, it's within a couple a couple points. And he's only thrown five less passes than he did this time last year. So when you look at it from that perspective, you look at it and go, okay, well, Chiefs offense struggled at times last year. They're struggling right now. I think they'll figure it out. I think it's a matter of trying to get all these new weapons or all these new wide receivers in, integrated in the offense, and I think they'll get there. So what are the odds that they get there this week? <laughs> That's what I'm into. I, and I guess yeah. maybe a more salient question. So the, this is a blitz team. The Vikings are a blitz team. This is Brian Flores throwing the house at you all the time. Um, so Chiefs are going to score 50. Oh, yeah. Is that it? Is, oh, if, if they blitz Mahomes. If they yeah. blitz Mahomes. They blitz everybody and they don't care. Like it has yeah. nothing to do with well, this guy should blitz, this guy we should. No, everybody gets blitz. Sometimes they'll line up and then they'll do like a bunch of drop eight stuff. I wouldn't actually be super shocked to see that. But my question is then, so how do the Chiefs counter that blitz? What makes them just so lethal against that blitz? 
Mahomes, and it's all about reading the defense. It's all about reading where's the ball going or where's the blitzer coming from. Where you can disguise it the best you want, but he always knows who his hot reads are. He always knows where the blitz is coming from, it seems. And if he doesn't know where the blitz is coming from, he'll get rid of the ball if he absolutely has to. Uh, but the other problem that you run into is if you blitz him from one side and you lose contain on the other, he's going to scoot yeah, out and him. run for a first down and or maybe you know 30 yards like he did against you know the Jets last week. So the Vikings are like kind of good with it if your deal is that you're just checking down all the time, right? And then we rally and tackle. So then the question kind of becomes, is that maybe a way to sort of make this not about Mahomes, which is just to get him to throw short all the time and try to do, you know, that now, now this is a matter of, can we stop Kadarius Tony, which feels like a less tall task. Certainly could be. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be very curious to see how they try to attack Mahomes because uh, when you look at what he's done this season so far, it's been a lot of checkdowns. He hasn't been going deep very much. Uh, so he's already been doing that. They've still been winning. It hasn't been efficient. It hasn't been great. It's not the Chiefs offense that we saw in the past couple of seasons. But then if you go back and, like I said, if you compare 2022 to 2023, they struggled early in the year last year. They're struggling early in the year this year. I do think they figure it out. It's a question of whether or not they figure it out this week. But I will say, if they blitz him 50 60%, 70% of the time, he will score a ton of points against the Vikings because he is going to read the blitz and get the ball where it needs to go. So on your side of things, what um I mean what what scares you about this match? Is there anything that scares you? Do you think the the Chiefs are just going to come in and roll? What what do you think is the the main thing going on in Minnesota from a Chiefs perspective that you have to worry about? I'm not going to say the Chiefs are going to come in and roll. I think that the Vikings have a good offense and Justin Jefferson is impossible to know whether or not you're going to be able to handle him. And he's already had a fantastic season so far this year. Kirk Cousins while is not he's not a great QB, he's good enough to get things done, and he's been getting Jefferson the ball. The question is, is, is he going to be able to get things done enough to get another win this weekend? I don't know that I can really see that, but we'll get to that a little bit later. But when you really look at this matchup, it's a question of can the Vikings pass the ball on Kansas City enough? I don't think that their running game is going to be able to keep them in it. It may be able to help, but I don't think it's going to keep them in it if Kansas City puts up 30. Well, they'll have to keep up. Yeah. I, I don't think that like if this is a world where we're walking away and the Vikings lost like 21 to 24 or something like that and actually contained it, we might Vikings fans might feel okay about that, just knowing <laughs> that we like limited this to something normal. Um, I think everybody's sort of expecting this to be this total barn burner, but the Vikings have the most explosive explosive passing offense in the league right now. They lead the league in 20 plus yard passes. Yep. Um that a lot of that's Justin Jefferson. A lot of that is uh, Cousins finding other weapons. TJ Hawkinson, Jordan Addison has had a deep opportunity every game yeah. here and has has hit deep touchdowns in uh, just about every game, except for against Carolina where it was underthrown and it got a DPI, which set them up with the first and goal. Um, so that is, they've had more options this year. And I think that that's helped them move the ball a little bit, but really the story of the Vikings this year hasn't been cousins. Hasn't been Jefferson. Hasn't been Brian Flores defense. It's been turnovers. They are, I think they still lead the league in, in, or they, they're dead last in the league in turnover differential. I, I check me on that, but uh, <laughs> it's bad. It's, it's hard very, to win that way. It's yeah. And they've outproduced, they outproduced the bucks. Um, 
they went toe to toe production wise with the Eagles, but they fumbled three times in both of those games and they lost it all. And then they threw interceptions against the Chargers. Um, they had two interceptions against the Carolina Panthers, too. And that made that game closer than it probably should have been. So that's I mean, that's been the thing. If they can hold on to the ball, they're a much better team than one and three. But you don't really get to say that, right? They can't hold on to the ball, so they're one and three. I'd really appreciate it if you keep that trend up and, and not necessarily. <laughs> you might not of, have to ask very nicely. Yeah, not, not just because of the obvious, but because when you look at this Chiefs team, they have caused turnovers, but getting interceptions in the past couple of seasons hasn't really been something that they've done a lot of. I would love to see them turn the ball over more in that aspect, but it seems like it's more of keeping close coverage and maybe getting PBUs or maybe making the ball be thrown away as versus turnovers, which can actually change games. Uh, they have gotten a couple of picks this year. They've gotten a fumble recovery this year or a couple fumble recoveries this year. That's going to be something that really could play into this. And, you know, depending on the health of, of your offensive line, that's going to be very interesting as well. Well, maybe let's stop beating around the bush and talk about some of those matchups, as well as what we think are the keys to victory for each team. All of that is coming up here on the Locked On Crossover. It's Locked On Podcast Network. Today's crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy, but it's not daily fantasy in the way you maybe have already heard of it. You're not coming up with an entire lineup and then entering some pool with a thousand other people and a thousand other ideas and hoping that you win the lottery. This is just two to six of your favorite plays, and it's you against Prize Picks. Prize Picks sets an amount, and you just have to go more than less than. So if you just have a take on a couple of quarterbacks, you can. Just play that instead of having to construct an entire lineup and go enter a, a pool with a whole bunch of sharks that are doing crazy outliers. That's not fun. But prize picks, I have personally been having a ton of fun with. You can also use code locked on NFL on your first deposit and they'll match it up to $100. That's code locked on NFL. You can go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL or locked on NFL code on the prize picks app moving on with the crossover thursday episode of locked on vikings and locked on chiefs and a special shout out to those of you who listen to these shows each and every day super strongly encourage chiefs fans to come on over to locked on vikings for for uh for the friday show as well if you want to do a little bit of opponent scouting you're very much uh welcome to come hang and check out what i'm saying and same thing for vikings fans go check out Locked on Chiefs. Uh, and uh, the post games can be really fun too. Um, unless the Vikings get killed, then you probably won't want to listen to that. <laughs> so, what do you think, Chris, are what, what, what's the matchup that you're looking at for this one that feels like it's going to de define the game? Well, I'm going to pick two really quick. And the first one I'm going to say is Garrett Bradbury, if he plays versus Chris Jones or your yeah, backup or Oscar center versus. Slotman. Yeah. Yeah. Or your backup center. And it's just simply because if Chris Jones is going up against a backup center, uh, and even Gary Bradbury, who is dealing with a back injury, that's a big problem for, I think, the Vikings' defense or offensive line. So I'm really liking that matchup. Uh, but the one that I'm really intrigued about is Justin Jefferson versus the Chiefs' corners. And mm -hmm. it's more of a question to me, and I want to be very clear here, Justin Jefferson is by far – probably the best wide receiver that they will face this season, if not really close. Uh, he's easily top three, in my opinion. 
but what I'm curious about is how Kansas City is going to attack him because you can't. What was that? Me too. I'm curious yeah. about that too. Yeah. You can't just figure that you're going to be able to cover him singly, but I've seen Kansas City do that at times and try to that at times. Well, Jerry Sneed did very well against Garrett Wilson. Now, Garrett Wilson is not Justin Jefferson, but he is a pretty good wide receiver. So the question is, how is Kansas City's corners, how are they going to stack up against a guy like Justin Jefferson? And the reality is, in my mind at least, is he's going to get his, he's going to get catches, but can you limit his ability to get yards after the catch or, you know, turn a, you know, 10 yard play into a 50 yard touchdown. Can you limit that kind of thing? Because if you limit him to just that, I think you're going to be okay. The thing that the Vikings have seen a lot is cover two on Jefferson's side. And whether that's some of these Fangio teams that do quarter, quarter, half, or teams that just want to back off and play too high all day, um, or like two man, that's what the giants did against Justin Jefferson is just two man all day. Um, I don't know what Spagnolo's vibe is for that kind of thing or how he wants to attack when you got a superstar receiver on the other side of the field. But I guess that's kind of like what the strategy is, is, is the question. If they do just go cover two, the Vikings kind of spent their whole offseason devising cover two and quarter, quarter half beaters. And they have come out with some really nasty play concepts to, um, either get Justin Jefferson open anyways, or to punish you for over-prioritizing him. And that's something they did not do a great job of last year that they've clearly emphasized. Um, but if you do have a corner, and it doesn't sound like you have anybody you trust this much, but if you have a corner that you just trust, uh, it could be like what the Eagles had. I mean, they had Darius Slay just shadowing Justin Jefferson. Sometimes he had a safety, sometimes he didn't. Jefferson got some plays, Slay got some plays, and they were able to kind of go toe-to-toe. So if you have that, that's the best option. But if you don't, it's probably safety over the top of him all day. I'm, that's what we've always seen, at least. I'm not going to say that I don't. Trim McDuffie is, if you look at PFF, he's the best corner in the NFL right now when it comes to PFF grade. So I trust Trent McDuffie on him. The problem is, you know, are you going to continuously just trot him out there? And generally speaking, the Chiefs corners don't travel. So that's going to be another issue. Okay, is, so the Vikings will dictate the matchup then. So that might, that yeah. might mean a lot of, of Jefferson in the slot. You know, who's, who's your slot? Are we going to be poaching safeties? Like, nope. Slot is Trent McDuffie. So I, oh, slot so is I would, Trent McDuffie. Okay. Well, he, oh. he usually plays outside, but if they go three, three corners, he slides inside and you it. get Joshua Williams that comes back, comes in and, and plays outside he's, or Jalen Watson can as well, but he's currently on the injured list. I don't think he's going to play this weekend. I mean, he could, but we'll see. Hmm. But generally speaking, it's going to be McDuffie in the slot. If they're playing in that scenario, uh, but he's also an outside corner when they are only have two corners on the field. So that's the big mm. question. Is Kansas City going to attack with doubling Jefferson by, by having a safety over the top? Uh, I would imagine they will in some place. But the other thing that Spagnuolo likes to throw at you is blitzes from all over the place where you don't know where the where it's coming from. So mm. that could also dictate matchup from time to time. Yeah, and picking those up is, has been an issue since O'Connell got to Minnesota, I don't think he's been good enough at getting setting Kirk Cousins up with hot routes or setting up protections to be able to pick those things up. But part of that, too, is Kirk Cousins, when there is a free rusher, if there isn't a clearly predefined plan for that, sometimes he just sort of shuts down, crumples and takes his sack. So uh, this is a team that gives up a lot of QB hits and a lot of sacks because that dude can't get out of the way. Like, you know, uh, the in terms of offensive line metrics this has been like a really confusing thing for vikings fans because we've had bad o-lines forever um but in terms of those metrics you know pff or sis or whatever you want 
pass per, pass block win rate. Um, if you can like by the composite of those, the Vikings have a top 10 line, maybe a top five line. Uh, but they've given up a ton of QB hits. So, you know, you do the math there. Yeah. There's been, they've been struggling with protection calls and things that don't necessarily get picked up uh, by those metrics. And then they've been struggling with just long pockets. It's just, they just stand, he just stands there forever. He's uh, a statue in a lot of ways. And, Sorry. Yeah, he is. Um, <clears throat> he, three or four times a game, he'll do a really cool pocket manipulation and show you that he can do it. And it's like, why didn't you do it the other 20 times you got hit, you know? Um, but that that's been sort of a thing in Minnesota. So I think that maybe that is the answer is we're just going to, the, the answer to Justin Jefferson is to make Kirk cousins fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that has worked in some cases that's worked for, you know, two or three games a year since Jefferson became a Viking. Um, but the other thing I guess we should talk about is, uh, well, there's that Chris Jones versus Garrett Bradbury thing might be Chris Jones versus Ed Ingram too. Ed Ingram is our right guard second year. He's been struggling a little bit too. So I don't know, pick your, pick your door Monty hall problem. There's, there's a million dollars behind each one. Yeah. And the fun thing that they do with Chris Jones is they've been using them in NASCAR packages and having George Karloftis or Mike Dana go inside and have Jones Mm -hmm. be a defensive end. So he could end up on your D on your offensive tackles just really depends on what they see and what he sees on the field where he wants to go. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. I, I just, he, if you can get interior pressure on a QB that doesn't move very well, that's going to be huge. And I think that's one of the things that Kansas city should be looking to take advantage of if they can push it this week. So let's say that the Vikings do get the ball moving a little bit. The, the chiefs offense should move the ball pretty well. Um, but in terms of matchups, do we get a Daniel Hunter versus Jawan Taylor kind of thing? Is that something that might, you know, be able to, to generate a little bit of destruction in on that chief's offense and who, what are the threats here that Mahomes will turn to that can get open quickly, get the ball out of his hands if seven guys are coming and then go do some damage after the catch. You know, generally it's going to be Travis Kelsey. Uh, he's okay. been that guy for Mahomes for years, and he continues to be that guy. But, you know, you're you're seeing a couple more things this season. You've seen Isaiah Pacheco get a lot more looks in the passing game. That, I think, is actually very encouraging uh, with the rookie season he had last year running the ball, and he's running the ball pretty well this year. But to add in the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield to be that guy that can just, you know, get out there and be a, a stress relief if you need if you need it in the flat – Maybe you're not going to get 15 yards, but if you get five or six, that's still better than a negative play. Uh, you know, the other question when it comes to the wide receivers is who's going to be the next guy? You know, you have MBS and Justin Watson are generally going to be looked at as deep threats. You would hope it would be Sky Moore, but he hasn't stepped up yet. Rasheed Rice has been getting a lot of targets and has been producing, but he ha- he struggles with drops at times. That's part of the problem with this Chiefs offense is having right now is they don't really have that number two target or that number one wide receiver target to really take that on. Uh, and Tony has been healthy ish, uh, but hasn't been getting a ton of snaps either. So it's all up in the air as to where they're going to go really quick. I just want to say the chiefs also have been running a lot of 12 and 13 personnel. One other guy you ought to watch out for is Noah gray. Uh, right, gray is not, yeah. yeah. He's not getting a ton of throws, but he has been very productive in last uh, before this last game. I haven't got the updated numbers yet. He was the one that had forced the miss ta- the most missed tackles in receiving, which kind of funny that a tight end's that guy, but it is what it is. Hey, yeah, that's that's how it goes sometimes. Well, 
let's not get too far ahead of ourselves because we still have to talk about what exactly the keys to victory are and whatever predictions we're going to uh, conjure here. So let's make sure that we still uh, have some of that to get to. Today's crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by FanDuel. If you want to make a bet on this game, I believe the FanDuel line, last I checked, it was Chiefs minus five and a half. So if you think that that's too too short, you can uh, go place a bet on FanDuel.com slash locked on. And if you are new to FanDuel, that URL is especially helpful because you can get up to $200 in bonus bets back. Not up to, sorry. You can just get $200 back in bonus bets just for placing a $5 bet. So go put a $5 bet if you want to get spicy on the Vikings money line. And if you if you get an upset, then it's awesome. But even if you don't win that bet, you still get $200 back in bonus bets, whether you win or lose. So you can get uh, spreads, lines, player props, parlays, all the classic stuff, as well as I'm sure some interesting spicy things uh, involving Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. <laughs> Something about his outfit. I don't know. FanDuel likes to do that kind of thing. And they also like to have all kinds of really fun promos. So go to FanDuel.com uh, every once in a while and just check out what they've got. Sometimes there's some really good values that they just give out just to just to get people there. So go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and go to uh, yeah, FanDuel.com slash locked on to get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. This episode is also sponsored to you by BetterHelp, which is therapy made easy. And I don't, I don't know about you, Chris. I've been uh, doing therapy for three years now, uh, and it has helped me not only in times where, where, where things are tough, but in times where things aren't tough. It's not something that you go to do because you're broken and you need to go to a doctor. It's it's maintenance. It's going to the gym, to the gym, but for your mental health. That's the way I always like to say it. But therapy can be kind of something that people feel is not for everybody, and a lot of that is because they get the wrong person. And then they think, ah, therapy just sucks because they got somebody that sucks. BetterHelp is there to help you um, try out a whole bunch of people. And they'll help hook you up with a bunch of options of licensed therapists that, hey, if that first one doesn't work for you, that's fine. BetterHelp will help. We'll get you a consult with the next person until you get somebody that vibes with you the way that you need them to. So head on over to betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on to get 10% off of your first month. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Chris, let's close this out with, uh, I like to do not necessarily score predictions. I think those are a little played out. But for me, I like to say, you know, the Vikings will win if the Chiefs will win if. So give me your your they will win if for the Chiefs. Chiefs will win if their defense plays the way they've been playing. Uh, they're one of the top defenses in the NFL when it comes to scoring right now. And that is something Mahomes has never had. If they continue that, I think the Chiefs win. Uh, and they may win by double digits because they've been playing well enough defensively to do that if the Chiefs offense can show up. So uh, if if Patrick Mahomes throws for 300 yards and and two or three TDs, uh, I think this is going to be a game that the Chiefs will win because I think the defense will slow down the Vikings. I think I've kind of already hinted at it for me that my my win if the Vikings will win if they can make this game about somebody that isn't Patrick Mahomes. I think even Kelsey, hey, best tight end in the league, arguably, right? Um, they can handle that kind of thing, right? 
Uh, but I don't, I think Mahomes is too transcendent. If this becomes a game of Mahomes running around and making crazy plays and, you know, getting out of the pocket, if this turns into a Mahomes legacy game, I don't think the Vikings can keep up. Um, and I'll be honest with you. I, I don't think the Vikings are going to keep up anyways. I don't think anybody in Minnesota is sitting here going, actually the Vikings will win. And if you are, and they do win, congratulations. Cool. But I, I think the, the chiefs are going to win and cover. And I think we're mostly just hoping for the Vikings to prove that they can hang with a, with a contender. And if they can, they can go toe to toe. Then we feel a little bit better about the sort of October, November stretches of the schedule. And if they can go toe to toe with the chiefs, then maybe they can, you know, rattle off a big winning streak in the middle of the season and kind of get back into the thick of things in the NFC North. Um, do you, I don't know. Do you feel the same way or do you feel the Vikings will present more of a challenge to the chiefs than say the jets or, uh, the, it was an AFC Jaguars. team. Jaguars. Jaguars. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That was fantastic. Well, yeah, or uh, I guess I maybe say... another question is, Go ahead. What about the Lions? Was it just that the Chiefs dropped a bunch of passes, and if that doesn't happen, the Lions game won't repeat itself? Well, Kadarius Tony, if he doesn't play that game, they probably win the game. He had a yeah. pass go off his hands and turn into a pick six. He dropped multiple passes. Uh, he had a horrible grade on PFF. I don't even know what it was. It was one of the worst. I'm sure, it was a years. catastrophe. Yeah, and but I mean, they were without Travis Kelsey. They were without Chris Jones. There was a lot of things that went wrong in that game. The one thing I will say, and, and you talked about Mahomes has transcendent. One of the, our podcast friends that we used to have on on Locked On Chiefs all the time used to say Mahomes would just come out with some of these games where it'd be over my dead body, and that's yeah. kind of how it felt like in the fourth quarter last week against the Jets. It was an over my dead body. We're going to lose this game type uh -huh. thing. If he goes into that scenario. Good luck to any team that's playing him. I'll be quite frank. Right. I'm not trying to be a I, jerk about it. I but, think I've seen one time where the Chiefs have lost a game with Mahomes in that mode, and it was the Super Bowl against the Bucs. Yeah, and, and look at who his offensive line was and what was happening to him in that game. Right. And that was it was just too much. But uh, yeah. but he did give us <laughs> Tom Brady. He did give us well. He gave us a, a play that I'll never forget. He oh, actually that threw a jumping thing that yeah, made that pass that they a, put in the Madden cover. <laughs> yeah, a pass where he's basically perpendicular to the ground and he hits the incredible receiver in the in the face mask and he drops it for a touchdown. What would have been a touchdown? So I think it's you know it, it, I don't expect a transcendent game from Mahomes because I'm hoping that the Chiefs' offense is going to start getting things going in the right direction and I think that especially if if your defense is playing like you're saying and they're going to take away the deep shots. In my mind, that should help Kansas City because that's going to mean quicker, shorter throws that are quicker reads. And if you get into a rhythm, I think that's going to help. I, I think the Chiefs one, win this I don't game. Know how his, I don't know how his ankle's doing, but it's a good one for his ankle because the, it, it, it's a good three-step drop-and-throw kind of game. And just, you know, don't don't put too much stress on that one. It's a restful game for his ankle unless those things get covered. And the Vikings on the back end when they blitz, they play a lot of off-man coverage. So it's man-to-man. It's not going to be if they're blitzing, if they do a lot of drop eight, sometimes that turns into like Tampa two and some other things that yeah. can be carved apart if you get the, to get the right windows. But because it's off man, that can be that, that can then become all right. Does, uh, you know, Kadarius Tony get separation or, uh, yeah, you know, any of the other guys do those guys now can Marcus Valdez, Marquez Valdez Scantling get separation against Byron Murphy. And if the, if it comes down to that, instead of does it come down to Mahomes being transcendent, then I feel a little better about the Vikings chances. But I think that is one of the game plan things is we got to find a way to make it come down to that instead of Mahomes. 
Well, and the other thing that it's, I would argue in that regard is that Mahomes has got to get to a point sometime with his receivers where he's going to give them chances to make plays on the ball. I He didn't do that last week. He, he held the ball a little bit more than I would like to see him do. And, yeah, he threw picks, which were horrible, but he still had some open reads and he decided not to throw the ball. At some point, you're going to have to say, okay, we're going to have to fit it into some tighter windows and I'm going to have to trust my guys to go get it. And maybe hopefully I can put it to a place where it's not going to have a chance to get intercepted if something happens. But you're going to have to start taking those throws sometimes. Uh, it's not what the Chiefs Absolutely. offense is designed for, but uh, you're going to have to take those throws at times. I think the Chiefs win. I'm not going to say that the Chiefs are going to cover because they could have covered last week. And Mahomes slid down at the two-yard line and a lot of people are pissed. So, <laughs> leaving uh, that that's one alone. how it goes. FanDuel.com slash locked on, everybody. Uh, <laughs> that's how it goes. The um. Yeah, this is uh, Locked On Vikings, Locked On Chiefs. Please go check out the other show. Check out our shows on Friday. Uh, and thank you all so much for hanging out on Crossover Thursday on the Locked On NFL Podcast Network.